Damian Lillard is traded to a team that starts with M and then I, but it's not Miami. It's the Milwaukee Bucks, a three-team trade with the Bucks, the Blazers, and the Suns. In this show, we're going to break it all down. So, Michael Bolton, we've been waiting months for this. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Now, I know usually I would say thank you for making this your first listen, and I say it as an automatic thing, but I actually just do want to stop and quickly thank everybody that does make this show something they listen to, because... I'm not the only option of fantasy basketball analysts out there. There are other people who do writing. There are other fantasy basketball podcasts. There are other fantasy basketball YouTube channels. But you guys choosing to listen to me and to watch me is amazing. I love I love the fact that people do enjoy what I do. Um, whether they disagree or agree with um, some of my evaluations, that's how it all goes. But I do really appreciate everybody that does choose to make this a show that they watch or listen to. We waited months for this, waiting months for Dame Lillard to be traded. So of course, at like 4.30 this morning, that's uh, when he got traded. Oi, Damo, give us your lighter. It's pretty frustrating to have it happen that early and then wake up and try and process everything that's going on. And I've been waiting to do some season previews for some of these teams. I still don't know how much clarity I've got, to be honest. We're going to talk about what actually has gone down and what maybe is still to come for some of these teams. We'll get into that. In just a second, but before I do that, Orny. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> a quick note, because I know there's going to be a lot of people watching this show. If you do want to get into the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, there's an entry form below. There are details on the screen. 18 man rosters, 12 team divisions, up to 720 teams for categories and for points. $50 entry, big battle royale prize at the end. If you didn't manage to get into the FBI LOFB World Cup, there's another chance to get into a big field fantasy basketball tournament. There is a uh, link I said below. And what you have to do, there's just a question. You'll say, what is the secret question? Today's question, it's just Lillard. Actually, it's not. It's not Lillard. Just write Damo. Damo as, as your answer to the secret question. Don't have to write the lighter stuff. Just write Damo. That's your secret question answer. So we're going to talk about this trade. It finally went down. I'm not going to... Oh, maybe I will. I was I'm not going to get into the specifics of Heat Media members whining and pissing and moaning all off-season about how what a disservice it is, and they're the only team, and they're the best team, and everything is all about what they want. And I, it's funny. It's on, on, I apologize to you, Heat fans. It's just funny the way that the, the reaction was from especially certain media members who coming out and just putting out the most blatant biased propaganda I've ever seen from a team media uh, member. Well, not team, a media member who covers a team. But it's fine, uh, Miami fans. At least you still have the best team in the NFL, and that is the Dolphins. We'll talk more about them in a second. But let's look at let's look at everything that, that went down in this trade because it was huge. There are three teams involved. There are four, four starter-level players, I would say. Maybe even another one. Well, there's definitely five starters involved because the Bucks uh, sending out a few of those guys. 
and Grayson Allen, one of those other players. Um, just huge movement of stuff. Let's start with the Phoenix side of things because I feel more settled with how that looks. They receive the big fella, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Now, there is going to be different opinions on Nurkic for this upcoming fantasy season. And this is where I will give my opinion on... Of course, it's my show. This is where I'll give my opinion on Nurkic. I was high on Nurkic because he was getting drafted at like 130. Who the hell else is the big man in Portland? And my other thing was, like, I don't know why they would ever just dump assets to get, it, get off him. That didn't happen here. Somehow he was traded as a relative positive in a deal. Again, don't know how that happened, but it, but it was. So when I say later on in the show that I think Nurkic has actually lost some value, it's because I was coming from a position where he was going to start, he was going to have to do quite a bit on that team, and now it's not quite as clear. It is clear. He is going to start in Phoenix, and maybe he is rejuvenated by that team. But, but, Drew Eubanks is a very capable backup, and he is better than Moses Brown. Or if you think it was going to be Duop Reith, if he was going to make the roster, or Ibu Baji, Drew Eubanks is better than those guys, very, very clearly. Nurkic also will be, in most lineups, the at-best fourth offensive option, probably fifth, when Eric Gordon's out on the court. I don't know how much ball handling he's going to do or distributing that he's going to do. Maybe he does. I don't know. But, you know, they don't have traditional point guards, but Durant, Booker, and Beal are going to have the ball in their hands the whole time. And I just think that they're not going to have to run him as many minutes as what... He probably would have played 30 in Portland, I would guess, if his body could have handled it. I'm not sure if his body can handle it in Phoenix. Maybe he plays 27. And they help to preserve him. So I guess maybe you could call that a W because maybe he's able to play more games. I think that, that that's legitimate. But I don't look at this as this gigantic win for Nurkic because, again, I was already on the, hey, please draft Yusuf Nurkic. He's going in late rounds. This is really good value for him. So when you compare it to where I was on him, I don't think it's an improvement. If you go where other people are like, you can't trust this guy at all, he's not going to play, um, then, yeah, it's a huge win if you were coming from that position. But I wasn't, so that's why. I still think that he's a guy that you grab in round nine. Or round eight, yeah, you can go 20 spots ahead, 30 spots ahead of ADP without really too much concern. The Suns also get Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, and Nasir Little, and they send out DeAndre Ayton and Tamani Kamara. We had a feeling that Ayton would be on the way out at some point on this team. It just didn't make any sense, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. Keon Johnson, the Suns now have to cut two players, by the way. They have too many guys on the roster. I think Keon Johnson will be one of them. I think the other one is probably going to be Chemezi Metu. But they have to make two cuts now. Nasir Little comes across as well. What the... the Little and Allen give them legitimate depth. And Little's not particularly strong, but he's fine. But what this does do is that it hurts all the periphery guys. Maybe not Eric Gordon so much, but Grayson Allen is going to play. He's going to play 25 to 27 minutes. So that means that your Cater Bates Diops and Joshua Kogis and Bold Bowls, if you want to believe in that, Yuta Watanabe's, uh, Damian Lees, they're all going to lose out. So that fifth starter option, it might actually just be Grayson Allen. And you play Allen, Beal, Booker, and Durant at the four. He's better than those other guys, although that defense is terrible. So maybe that helps a Kogi, but it doesn't enable it doesn't enable great production from that fifth spot. So any sort of a Kogi or Bates Diop flyers, I think, is cooked. 
Allen, I wouldn't be drafting in 12s either. Keon Johnson, I don't think makes the roster, although I do think he's still got some upside somewhere. And Nasir Little, again, just cuts into all those guys. Nasir Little might be the 13th, 14th guy in this rotation. The other thing I might do is take Jordan Gordon, Goodwin out of the rotation completely. Because if you're running Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen off the bench, I'm not sure you need him. And Beal and Booker are going to stagger. I'm not sure Goodwin's in that mix. So if you were considering him a late-round flyer because he was the only point guard on the team, bringing another guard back, I don't I don't really think that there's any way that that helps Jordan Goodwin at all there. That's more for deeper league stuff. But obviously, a uh, a pretty interesting change in that uh, in that roster. Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash Grocery. You might have been out cooking snags, out in your barbie, and you heard the Damien Lillard trade. So you had to go and read everything possible. And you went, oh my God, I forgot. Where is my salad? I can't have, I can't do this without being in front of my salad. DoorDash can go get it for you straight from the grocery store. They have got all of the local grocery stores there, so you can choose the best one that you like, but also help support your local economy as well. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver you food from restaurants. Now get them to go pick your groceries for you. And you get more value on it too, because you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. That's a limited time offer and terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, the code is LOCKEDONNBA, 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So what about the Milwaukee Bucks? What have we got here? Oi, Damo, give us your lighter. Yeah, they get Damian Lillard, right? That is huge. That would put them, I'm guessing, on betting markets. They're not sponsoring the show, but I think Fangio would move them up in the in the markets. Um, but let's quickly pose a question. Does this... Well, actually, I'll ask you for Phoenix too. Does that trade make Phoenix better? I'm not sure. Is Nurkic a better defender than Aiden? I'm also not... I don't know. I would say probably not. I would say probably doesn't make Phoenix better. Does this trade make Milwaukee better? Hmm. I don't know if it's as clear cut. And the reason is is Damian Lillard is very good. He's a very good offensive player and he's better than Drew Holiday, obviously. But you are losing a level of defense there. And it runs also a little bit into the same problem as the Suns. Is adding another offensive guy. Is there that you know, reduction in returns for you know, those sort of additions? I still, I actually do think it makes them better. Lillard just provides them with way more um, creativity half court when they get bogged down and drew shooting issues and that in the playoffs. I do think it makes them better. Losing Grayson Allen, who was a starter, hurts a little bit. But Malik Beasley is going to be, uh, I think, capable enough to step into that role. But what they absolutely need now is they need Marjan Beauchamp to step up. Part of their issue was depth at point guard. That hasn't been solved. So is it going to be Andre Jackson? Is it going to be Ty Ty Washington? We thought that you know, it would just be Drew and Chris and Giannis who would hold that, but now one of those is gone. So it's Lillard and Giannis is, and, and Middleton as the ball handlers, I guess. But something else needs to give there. And Grayson Allen could handle the ball a little bit, but he's not there. And Beasley can't. So... They still have that depth concern, for sure. Lillard, Giannis, Middleton. We know the story, or how I see the story playing out. The third guy takes a hit. And I was pretty big on going after uh, 
Middleton this season? Less so now. Less so now. I think he has to take a hit, and this obviously significantly impacts guys like Bob Portis and Brook Lopez. They they lose quite a bit. Lillard will lose something. I don't think he can stay as the same level of scorer that he's been. Giannis, we'd already knocked down in terms of usage because his usage was so high last season without Middleton there. That is coming back down. I've got Lillard's coming back down, and I've got Middleton's dropping significantly. I'm not sure that Middleton's a 20-point scorer anymore. He still can be really valuable, and it really depends on where you draft him. Like His ADP is still 80 on ESPN and Yahoo, and that's great. But I thought he might have been a 40s guy, maybe early 50s. Now he's probably mid-50s to 60s, Chris Middleton. As for Dame, again, his ADP is sitting at 18 on, on ESPN and 12 on Fantrax. I think that's okay. I think that's reasonable. And Giannis, the same. Like He's sitting at nine. I don't know that there's huge changes in both of those guys because it's not like Drew was a really small usage player. He was still taking 21 shots or so per 100 possessions. Lillard will take more, probably 25 or so, but we lose Grayson Allen out of that mix as well. And if he's replacing the rotation with a Beauchamp, um, that's a low usage player. And the guys who then take the trickle-down effects are Middleton and Lopez and Portis and those sort of players, Connaughton, those sort of guys. I guess you could argue that Connaughton would start, but I'd probably just want a shooter like Beasley who just spots up, takes 10, 11, 12, threes per 36 and spots up off Giannis and Lillard. That's who I'd want out there. And he might become an interesting guy. Now, he's obviously an incredibly empty player, Malik Beasley, but the threes are going to be threeing. Like, he might hit three of them a game. He might have 13 points, three threes, nothing else, but he's going to have some really big opportunities. So I do think Lillard takes a hit. I still think he's a first-round player. Giannis takes a bit of a hit, but we'd already baked in a bit of a hit for him. He still is a first-round player. Middleton probably loses a round plus of value, I would guess. And Lopez, I would say, probably about the same. Where do I have Brookie going? Yeah, I dropped him down probably about probably about a round of value as well, I would say, with this deal. So they get Damien Lillard. They send out Drew and Grayson Allen. They send out a 20-29 first and two pick swaps, 28 and 30, which are unprotected. Now, by 2030... The Blazers might be good and the Bucks might be terrible. So that might not actually convey. Is this package better than the Heat package? Well, we don't actually know what the Heat package was. We could go out there and say it was Tyler Hero and Huckers and three firsts. But the reporting from Miami Heat um, lead cheerleader Barry Jackson was that the Heat hadn't provided their best offer yet. And they were like, well, no one else is going to do anything. Dane wants to come here, so we're not providing you our best offer. So... We can say that three firsts might have been better than one and two swaps. Sure. In theory. Absolutely. But what if that was never offered? That's... Uh, we don't know. And the other thing is, is that... Is Drew Holiday and DeAndre Ayton... Are they better prospects, players, value plays than Tyler Hero is? Is Ayton or Hero a better prospect? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would have said it was very clearly eight and a few years ago, but he obviously regressed significantly. And he's a guy that seems to be, hmm, let's say, influenced a lot by emotions. That would, be, would that be fair? About where he fits on the team and pissing and moaning and all that sort of stuff. But maybe he is happy in Portland and he gets to go back and put up really big numbers. Whereas Hero is a player who's put up some okay numbers, but is he actually a guy that you want to value as a high-level star? I don't know. And it's without any debate that Drew Holiday is the best player out of that group. Easily. The problem with Drew is he's not going to play a single second for Portland is what I would guess. The thing there is you try and flip him to another team to get more assets out of it. So in the end, you get your Aiton, your first, your two swaps, 
and then another first, another swap for holiday and something else, that ends up being a pretty equivalent package, I would say. So when you want to look and, and think about maybe the Heat got screwed out of this and it's all just spite and everyone's against the Heat at all times, which is laughable, clearly. This Drew Holiday is the best player in this group. And, you know, is Aiton or Hero better? I don't know. We'll see what happens with Holiday and what he gets uh, turned into in the end. Let's look at the Blazers side of things. Actually hit the wrong button there. I'm going to hit the right one now. That's better. Um, Got to do that for the uh, for the TV. Portland gets DeAndre Ayton. They get Drew Holiday. They get Tumani Kamara. A 2029 first. A 2028 unprotected swap. A 2030 unprotected swap. They send out Yusuf Nurkic, Keon Johnson, Damian Lillard, and Nasir Little. Ayton, I think, gains tremendous value here for fantasy. He's going to be the starter. And yes, he was going to play with Beal, Booker, and Durant and be the fourth offensive option. And you could make the argument playing next to Scoot and Grant and Simons, he will also be the fourth offensive option. You could make that argument. I think you'd probably be wrong. And even if he is the fourth argument in... Uh, the fourth argument. The fourth option in Portland, the fourth option behind Grant, Simons, and Scoot is different than the fourth option between behind Beal, Booker, and Durant. It just is. This hurts a lot of the Blazers. Well, actually, that's not true. Again, this is coming from where were you projecting them? Look, I had Grant and Simons and Sharp and Scoot all boosted up in their projections on the basis that Lillard wasn't going to be there. So when I come in and look at this now and see that Aiton's arrived there, it actually hurts their overall projection because I think Aiton is going to get more shots than what Nurkic would have gotten. He'll play more minutes than what Nurkic would have played. And yeah, the value of Jeremy Grant bumping up maybe an extra four shots a game. Maybe that's three now. Maybe that's two and a half. And we still have no idea what's going on in the backcourt. At this point, Scoot and Simon should start with either Sharp or Thibel at three. I think it might be Thibel. But where does Drew fit? Is he actually going to play for this team? I highly doubt that. And then we have that question like, who comes back in a Drew Holiday trade? Is it only picks? Maybe. Is it, I, I don't think there's any way that Scoot and Simons aren't starting. So theoretically, there is a boost for both those guys. But as I said, I'd already been viewing them as if Lillard wasn't there. And the other thing to remember with Simons is that his big numbers had always come when Lillard had been out. Dog him, Red. But he had been the point guard. And he is not the point guard. So while Lillard will com- would have commanded more shots than what Scooter will do, in that, uh, in that backcourt. Jesus, God, Sterling. Simons isn't the point guard. He's not getting that number one unencumbered role that he had in those big blow-up months when Lillard was out. Remember that. So both guys, I think I think they're, they're okay. Like Sharp and, uh, not Sharp, Simons and Scooter are okay. They're fine. I already had them projected relatively highly. So it's just good to get confirmation on it. Aiton hurts Grant a little bit as well. He gets a boost. Um, Sharp, to get hurt a little bit as well there because I think he is going to be coming off the bench. And again, there's still the giant question mark over our heads is what on earth what on earth happens with Drew Holiday? As for Drew, I would be not drafting him in the 40s. I just think that A, he's not going to be in Portland and he's going to be on a team where he might go to either the same situation as Milwaukee or a worse one in terms of usage and role. I don't know that, of course. 
I would be looking to wait until the draft ticks over past pick 50 before I would consider Drew Holiday. I I don't I don't know. Is he going to Miami? That's possible too. Could he go to Philadelphia as part of a James Harden deal? I hope something happens soon. Could he go to the Clippers? There are a few options here for Drew. So I, I do think he probably drops down a little bit. In terms of the value of the teams that didn't do anything, well, nothing changes in Toronto, obviously, because they were already as they were. In Miami, the value of Tyler Hero is solid, but it probably would have been better if he went to a new team. This helps Bam, and he moves back probably into that mid to early third, late second territory. We were worried that Lillard would come and take his usage. That's not the problem here now. But they still lost Vincent, and they still lost Struess and didn't replace them outside of Josh Richardson. So Richardson's going to start and play good minutes. It actually gives a bump to someone like um, Kyle Lowry, who I thought was going to be really reduced. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. To be clear, I'm not drafting Kyle Lowry, but it does boost him. And then you've got your Caleb Martins and Kevin Loves, who are going to be getting those minutes at the four. And if they hit cop an injury to Butler, they're, they're rooted. Their depth is terrible. Their roster's bad. Huckers is going to have to play. Jovic probably has to play, but it's not going to be enough that matters for 12s. But the story's still not written fully, I don't think, for the for the Heat. We'll see. Because they've otherwise, this is two off-seasons in a row where they've held and we're going to do this big trade and then they do nothing. And it was someone was arguing on Twitter because someone said, hey, maybe the Heat don't make the playoffs. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, they made the finals. Yeah, they also didn't, almost didn't make the playoffs. They were one playing game away from not making the playoffs and they got worse. They are worse than last season. And their best player is old. So, yeah, there has to be a risk of it. There's, just because you went to the finals does not guarantee that you are making the playoffs. It just doesn't. And they are worse at this point. So, let's talk about some winners and losers as I see them at the moment. I think that DeAndre Ayton's a winner. I do think that Scoot... Simons and Sharp are winners, as is Jeremy Grant, if you were under the assumption that Lillard was playing there. Now, I wasn't, so I don't think that Grant is necessarily a winner. Um, Sharp, I don't think, is necessarily a winner from where I viewed them yesterday. <clears throat> Simons and Scoot, it's good to get a little bit of um, stability or a little bit of um, certainty that they're not there, but we still don't have the Drew situation sorted. Malik Beasley's a sizable winner. Probably starts, but if not, it just gets more minutes and more opportunities. And Marjan Beauchamp is going to have to step into the rotation. That's not going to be a 12-team guy, I wouldn't have thought, but he's going to have to step up in some some degree. The guys who lose, well, I think it's all of the guys in Milwaukee. Middleton the most. Lillard and Giannis, little bits, not huge amounts, little bits. Brook Lopez, I would say, has to lose out here. Yusuf Nurkic, as I said, I already had him projected at a decent role, and going to Phoenix hurts him somewhat. It's not a big drop, but I think he does get hurt. But that's, again, it's all depending on perspective. And the Suns minimum guys, your Kogis, your Bates Diops, Watanabes, Lees, Bowles. By adding Allen into that mix, to a lesser extent, Nasir Little into that mix, it's just extra depth. And know that those guys don't necessarily get clear big-time roles. That's a quick-ish reaction to the trade. I am now, in the next couple of days, going to be dropping the Blazers, Heat, Sixers, and one other team. Who is it? Blazers, Heat, Sixers, and Raptors. They're the team previews coming, but today we are going to do Jazz and Wizards. Um, and hopefully we get some resolution on the James Harden stuff and the Drew Holiday stuff. 
now over the next day so that I can fully knock those stuff, those things out. This was going to be a points league bus show today. That'll probably come tomorrow now. So stay tuned for that. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Damo, give us your lighter.